Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into emotional intelligence, sex, love, adult attachment theory, mental health, therapy, and everything in between that creates great relationships. Your host, DJ, is a certified life coach and emotional intelligence practitioner. She's here to be of service to all the listeners interested in love and relationship. Now, here's your host, DJ. Hey, everybody, it's your girl, DJ, with Plan for Keeps podcast. If you're a first time listener of the show, welcome. And if you're a fan of the podcast and have been listening for a while, I truly appreciate the support. To support the show further, please like, subscribe, comment, or share an episode you feel resonates with you that may resonate with someone else to help spread the word. If you really enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon. This will help me in continuing to make content like this for the podcast and our dating app, Plan for Keeps, that's focused on self-development, awareness, love styles, emotional intelligence, sex, and attachment theory. Hey, everybody, it's your girl DJ with Plan for Keeps podcast. If you're a first-time listener of the show, welcome. And if you're a fan of the podcast and have been listening for a while, I truly appreciate the support. To support the show further, please like, subscribe, comment, or share an episode you feel resonates with you that may resonate with someone else to help spread the word. If you really enjoy the show, consider becoming a Patreon. This will help me in continuing to make content like this for the podcast and our dating app, Plan for Keeps, that's focused on self-development, awareness, love styles, emotional intelligence, sex, and attachment theory. So I'm back after a few month hiatus. It's It's been a journey trying to get this app off of the ground, um, connect with the right people to get it out there and market it. So <laughs> it has been a journey, but I am back um, to give you guys weekly podcasts on just self-development and self-awareness and dating and everything under the sun that involves relationships and relating to different people. So I am going to kick um, the podcast back off with just me on this episode. So I'm here today to speak on self-awareness and why self is the most important thing while dating to gain a partner who can help you create a healthy space for the both of you. This podcast is mostly geared toward my fellow people pleasers. Being one myself, I feel like I can speak on this topic. Knowing thyself is everything. It helps you with knowing where you end and where you begin with people. It's so easy to enmesh your life within other people's that you forget that you are your own person. For example, you can be the best mother, the best father, the best son, the best daughter, the best friend, the best girlfriend, the best boyfriend, the best everything to everybody. But what room is there for you? Who are you? Besides your career and being everything to everyone, have you done any work on yourself to find out what makes you tick, what makes you resentful, what makes you fearful, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, what can make you playful, or what can even make you excited? What are your true aspirations? What are your values? What hobbies make your soul smile? 
being able to explore yourself in this way will help you discover the light, the dark, the good, the bad, the great and not so great parts of yourself, which will in return help you discover where do you end and where do you begin with people. Knowing all parts of yourself and being honest about all parts of yourself, whether they are good or bad, will help you with setting healthy boundaries with others as well. You'll truly understand what you can tolerate and not put on some bullshit performance because you feel deep down, ideally, you're a loving, giving person that sacrifices for others. And when you do that, everyone will see you as good and will attach to you. Most people will, but not always for the right reasons. And one thing that people pleasers also need to understand and look, really look and just figure out why you're doing what you're doing. A lot of it is when you overcompensate in a relationship, that's also known as a form of manipulation because majority of the time is self-motivated. Some people overgive to ensure that they will have a place in a particular person's life. Some people overgive because they just want to be liked. Some people do it because of their programming. Majority of us are raised by superiors, our parents. And in order to be looked at as good, you need to behave. You need to share or be giving. Um, you need to do what your parents or your teachers say. And being looked at as good, you're rewarded. So, of course, your survival mechanisms kind of kick in on a subconscious level. And sometimes that even can prime a person to be a people pleaser. Because when you're a people pleaser, ideally, the idea is for you to be rewarded in some type of way. Whether it's through praise or you get into things that you want or whatever the case may be. It could just be on a subconscious level. It's a survival strategy. Um, along with other things for why a person can over overly give. And at the end of the day, it's self-motivated. It's not, it can be genuine, but then it's not really genuine because you're doing it for a reason. You're trying to get the person to see that you're this valuable person and you're just doing the most to do that. It, it could be a lot of different reasons, but at the end of it, it's self-motivated to look like you're something, which you don't have to do. You shouldn't have to anyway. So if you consider yourself to be a people pleaser and often feel resentment, I challenge you to sit with yourself for a moment and think through those times when you went the extra mile and maybe didn't get the result or the reaction that you were looking for. And it angered you, whether you said it out loud or not. Sit with yourself and ask the why questions. And if it's really you to be loving and giving, why did you feel resentment or anger? Explore the different reasons without judgment. Just observe them. Take note of them. Accept the reasons that may come up as a part of you. And from there, figure out what you would like to do with this new information. If you need help shifting through this new information, this new discovery of yourself, this part of you that you thought wasn't you, 
speaking to a life coach or therapist would be your best bet since they have the experience and the knowledge to help people in these situations. Knowing where you end and where you begin with people will also help you witness yourself right before you find yourself wanting to be that everything to a new potential partner because subconsciously you're so used to putting on that cape without even fully investigating if that person would do the same for you, let alone is even right for you. Self-awareness, knowing thyself, allows you to look inward for validation because when you're not desperately seeking it from others or looking outward, looking for any old body who gives you just some type of attention that you more than likely have to struggle for, you can truly find someone who is compatible to who you are and your needs within a relationship. That's something else that gets twisted when you don't really know who you are or your needs. You tend to believe and struggle love because you you don't fully understand yourself. And when you don't, you tend to find partners that are incompatible to you, where you're constantly compromising, bending over backwards, and wanting them to do the same to prove their love because love is all about sacrifice to you. Now, granted, Even healthy relationships aren't easy, but struggle love, the type of love where the relationship is one-sided or where you're constantly having to prove yourself or earn the love of another, it's not healthy by any means. Being in a healthy relationship and creating a healthy space for two people is two people loving and caring for each other while respecting the other person's boundaries, holding space for each other in times of need, and given space so their partner can follow their passions if it's different from their partner and trusting that all will be fine. Two people being honest about their needs, their wants, and their desires. So if there's any differences, two people can work through them in a healthy, authentic way if the person is worth it and the love is there. No yes man, no yes woman shit because you have the fear of losing someone. Understand if you're dealing with a healthy-minded person, they will appreciate you speaking up for yourself. Some people aren't good at reading body language and looking out for a certain tone of in your voice to know you may not be really into something or something may be wrong. So know that the majority will appreciate your honesty and you setting boundaries so then you can create that healthy dialogue and create that healthy relationship and that healthy space. So what I want to do, I want to go over a few tips on just how you become, you, how you can become more self-aware. So number one, pay attention to what bothers you about other people. Oftentimes when we don't like a trait about another person, it's a reflection of what we don't like about ourselves. Usually on a subconscious level, like the example that I gave earlier, Feeling resentment after doing something and not getting the result or reaction from the other person you did something for, and then feeling resentment, digging to find out that part of why you felt resentment is shadow work. Another example I can give is a person hating people who are on the internet always dancing or flaunting their bodies. And I mean like hating it, like always commenting 
and having something to say negatively about the particular person who dances all the time online or who doesn't have a problem showing their body. When they see it, they don't just simply say that that's not for me or just keep on scrolling. They have to comment. Asking yourself why you hate that so much. You know, people have uncovered that they wish they felt like they can dance like that on camera or show their body so freely and just had the confidence to do that. Um, That's what a lot of them end up admitting to when they sit and really do the work on why they quote unquote hate it so much. So, um, and they bury it with hate. You know what I'm saying? So consciously they're outwardly hating it. They feel like they, they hate that, but in reality, subconsciously they wish they could do those same things or they felt confident enough to do those same things because they could, but they don't. So self-reflection throughout the day is often really good. Um, Even when it's painful, hold yourself mentally and sit with those feelings. Get through those feelings and get clarity out of them and try to understand why you feel the way you feel. Number two, seek out new experiences. Your comfort zone is a familiar space and is the psychological state where you can easily remain on autopilot. New experiences get you out of your comfort zone, giving you a chance to learn how you act differently in unfamiliar situations. It also creates opportunities to discover more positive qualities about yourself. You can do this by picking up a hobby you've always wanted to try, join a meetup group, talk to new people, pick a town nearby and go to an event, start a podcast. There's so many things you can do that's not expensive that can help you along your journey of self-exploration. I know when I started this podcast, I was scared to death. So my sister and my friend was supposed to start this with me, but they backed out last minute. And I worked up enough coof to do it by myself. And it's been over a year in, and I'm so glad I did because you know, after me speaking to people that I never would have spoken to if I hadn't started the podcast has really helped me in my own self-discovery journey. Number three, understanding your emotional triggers and identifying what impacts them negatively. Understanding what makes you mad, sad, stressed, or jealous can go a long way in terms of self-awareness. When you recognize what sparks your negative emotions, you can become more selective of the people, places, and situations you choose to engage with. It also helps you become more conscious of how you respond to your environment and things you can't control. To learn more about your triggers, Keisha Pruden, a therapist and founder of Pruden Counseling Concepts, recommends examining any situation person or thing that prompts a negative emotion. For example, you can ask yourself, what did the other person say that caused me to feel mad? For example, what was my reaction? Is this something I want to feel regularly? You can then use your responses to make informed decisions that facilitate a more peaceful life. This is wonderful information. Again, it takes 
a conscious decision for you to implement this and not go into your subconscious. Because if you're a person who has always been in drama or is familiar with drama and that's just how you've been able to operate and coexist, it can be, it can be hard to, to consciously make that shift. You know what I'm saying? But neurons that fire together, wire together. If you're determined to move into a more positive space, not get bored right away when you move into that positive space, because I know with a lot of people, being in just a calm situation can be boring. But you can also make it exciting. Like I said, with number two, seek out new experiences. Go ahead and do things that you've always wanted to do. Put yourself in unfamiliar situations. Don't just think, okay, I'm going to examine all of my emotional triggers. And when somebody makes me mad, I'm, I'm, I'm a just, it's more to it than that. So I definitely would combine number two with number three. I know that helped me a lot considering me in the past. And even sometimes now I'm quick to be like, I'm bored. And the drama sometimes used to really entice me because I was bored. And even though I knew those people in those situations made me mad, sad, or stressed, or even jealous, it was more entertaining than being bored. But again, if you make a conscious decision to make the switch and you learn the subconscious reasons to why you do the things you do, why you pick the people you pick, then the transition is easy. Number four, question your your opinions and beliefs. Challenging your opinions and beliefs is an amazing way to learn about who you are. It increases your awareness of your own thoughts along with the biases and behaviors that stem from those thoughts, says Pruden. It's worth noting this isn't about trying to prove yourself wrong. Rather, it's about recognizing the possibility that your opinion and beliefs can change and giving them a chance to grow. If you're unsure where to start, Prudence suggests asking yourself questions like, what is the origin of this opinion? Is this opinion beneficial to me or the people I love? Is there any truth to my viewpoint? Asking these questions will allow you to identify and assess your thought patterns. And again, will help you become more self-aware because you're challenging your own opinions. You're challenging your own thoughts. It's helping you grow, like as far as embracing other people's opinions and knowing that it's always not just about your opinions, which I believe if you go a little deeper, it even helps with what we feel of rejection, like as far as dating, like, or even ghosting. Okay, maybe that person, most of the time with rejection, it has nothing to do with you in particular. It's always, it has everything to do with that person, right? And if you're able to open up your, your mind and not so much think about maybe what you believe and what you think and what you hold on to, you can be open-minded to the fact of rejection is not geared towards you, it's geared toward the other person. I don't know if that made sense to anybody else. That made sense to me. Maybe I need to tie that in better. But anyway, um, number five, 
get clear on your core values. Your core values are the principles that guide your life. They're the why behind all that you say and do. And when it comes to enhancing self-awareness, identifying those core values is key. When you're clear on your values, you know more about what you're seeking in life as well as what you're not. On the other hand, if you're not clear on your values, you'll engage in things that aren't beneficial to you and maybe even unhealthy. To clarify your core values, reflect on times in your life when you felt happy, uplifted, and empowered. This can help you recognize what is most meaningful to you and ultimately provide guidance for your future self. Lastly, journaling. And in all honesty, something I need to do more of. If I would have started journaling when I started this journey to now, I know just being able to see the visual growth through my writing would be insane. So journaling is also known to help you prioritize problems, fears, and concerns, helping you recognize triggers. It provides an opportunity for positive self-talk and so much more, which in turn will help you with self-awareness. I dug a lot into self-awareness and self-exploration, but I'm hoping my message of learning and knowing thyself while dating and getting to know others went together in your mind (laughs) in this podcast. Um, Knowing yourself, it helps with setting boundaries, really knowing if a person is compatible to you and your core values, and not just aiming for a pretty or handsome face that pays you just a little bit of attention. Um, It also helps you with spotting red flags, and the list goes on and on and on. And if you're not considered a people pleaser or someone who overly gives, self-awareness and self-exploration is also important for you. You know, it can help you evolve as a person and a lover if that's what you choose. So I'm going to leave you guys with a short quote, and it reads, When I discover who I am, I'll be free. Ralph Ellison. So if you found this show helpful, please rate, comment, and subscribe. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.